Good morning, everyone. George Watkins here. It's Monday, and we are alive in Christ. Isn't it wonderful to start off a new week with something in your spirit from the weekend or from some fellowship you had with some brothers and sisters? <laughs> oh, I tell you, faith is contagious, and what God gives us is eternal. Amen. So welcome to our time together. I want to talk about a couple of thoughts today that are on my heart. Hallelujah. Listen, I heard something just yesterday listening to uh, Rick Joyner teach some things. Just struck my spirit. I want to share it with you. We may teach on a little later, but listen to this. Bill Johnson said that if praise attracts God, because the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. If praise attacks God, what does grumbling attack? Attract. <laughs> attack. What does it attract? Remember the children of Israel, their biggest, one of their biggest sins was grumbling and complaining. And they paid dearly for it, didn't they? So when we praise the Lord or when we have a good confession in the, you know, confessing what God is saying about something rather than what we're fearing, when we're praising the Lord and testifying of his goodness, he inhabits that. But when we turn our language to uh, criticism, complaints, fearful talk, not good, just a warning. God wants us to have a good confession. Amen. <laughs> well, I want to talk today about um, five things my mother taught me. Now, this isn't Mother's Day. It's coming up in a few months, and we always love to celebrate that uh, special day commemorating our mothers. But this came across my spirit, and I wanted to share it with you. Five things my mother taught me. That's why I'm such a example of Christian manhood. <laughs> That's a good confession, folks. I just told you about that. <laughs> Amen. Number one, be kind and forgiving. Now, we know that a forgiving heart and a forgiving lifestyle releases us because the scriptures tell us, forgive your trespasses that people have done against you, some kind of wounding or some kind of dirty trick, forgive them and you too also will be forgiven. So number one thing I was taught as a young boy was be kind and forgive. We had a radio broadcast in the Seattle area, 1973, and it was on, on at midnight. I called the radio station and they said, yeah, we'll give you the midnight station, you know, slot where we used to go off the air, <laughs> give you a real good deal for 15 minutes. So my, the name of the broadcast was for Christ's sake, <laughs> be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Well, we were a little dramatic in those days, catching the attention of someone. 
had a great season of broadcasting in that first, really my first launch into radio. So kindness then is contagious. And as we forgive and, and have, a, have a kind spirit, then we have things attracted to us. Because the Bible says, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. You walk into a room, you growl and you look angry. People shy away. They're not going to come up. But if you have a generous spirit, I mean, a, you know, a kind spirit, they can feel that. Just like you can feel an angry man, <clears throat> you can feel a kind man and you feel safe around them. So, number one, be kind and forgiving. Number two, my mother taught me to share my toys. Don't be selfish. Be generous. Scripture says, given it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Others would give to you. Men shall bring things to you. I used to preach a sermon some time ago when I was teaching on giving, and I'd, I'd illustrate that out. I bought a big container of corn, field corn, and uh, had it in a big bucket. Big. Then I would have someone with a shovel, and I would give out a little bit, and then they would shovel back and fill a pouch, you know, I'd lift my shirt up and they'd fill me with corn. <laughs> given it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together. So my mother told me, share your toys. That's a generous spirit. And if you're a liberal sold, the scripture tells us, shall become fat. Well, in Bible talk, that means you'll be prosperous and have plenty. <laughs> That's something. So Give it, it shall be given. Press down. Give it, it shall be given. If we plant, we shall receive a harvest. That's generosity. Don't be afraid. Don't be clutching it like it's the last dollar and sandwich that you're ever going to have. If you give that away, it will multiply back to you again. God loves a generous heart. Amen. After all, he gave the best of heaven to us on the cross and the resurrection so that we might be brought back to the Father. He was generous and he gave us Jesus. Isn't that something? Number three, button up your coat. I always heard that. I heard that all, <laughs> I heard that every winter. Button up your coat. Why? Because it's a protection of your future. If you don't protect yourself in the cold weather, You'll come down with something or you'll, you know, something will cause you to be weakened. Protect yourself by buttoning your coat. Now, if you're getting on a commercial airliner, uh, the first thing that stewardess tells you is, <clears throat> beside, you know, sit down and put your laptop away. But they say, when those, if that mask, oxygen mask drops out of the ceiling, Put it on you first before you put it on your child. Why? I should protect my children. No, if you're not safe, if you're not healthy, how can you help your children? So button your coat, protect yourself, defend yourself against invasions, take care, get sleep, get some sleep, eat right, exercise. 
I'm listening to myself right now. Amen. Back in the 1800s, they had a great revival outbreak in the in the south of our nation. And they tell the story of a pastor who went for 30 days without hardly sleeping and eating because people were getting saved. And, and I mean, the place was packed out and prayer meetings went on and on. And he died after 30 days because he did not take care of himself. Okay, enough said about that. <laughs> That's something. Number four, brush your teeth. Now, why is that important? Why is it important for me to brush my teeth? Because it's the investment I'm making in my future health. It's the investment I'm making in my future health. I'm preparing myself for health and success. Why? Because I'm taking care of the hidden things, the small things. And if you're trained and disciplined to deal with the small things, you'll have rulership over the big things. Does that sound like Bible to you? It certainly is, isn't it? Jesus says, and the scriptures back it up, that if you're not able to take care of the small things, you'll not get big things. In scriptural or spiritual terms, he says, if you don't know how to take care of the mammon, how can you take care of the spiritual treasures? The mammon would be, uh, in one sense, money, but it's also lifestyle. If you don't know how to discipline yourself in certain, in certain lifestyle situations, why would God give you a, a revelation treasure, uh, insight, you know, insight into the deep things of God or angelic visitations and miracle ministry if you're going to dissipate it and not steward it, steward it well? Well, brush your teeth. We learn in our youth and our spiritual youth to do things, simple things, the hidden things. They become habits. Prayer, for instance. If you're waiting for the big prayer meeting where you're going to pray for 40 hours and God is going to come and visit you, but you never start off with 10 minutes in the morning with a, you know, a, a time every day to bow your knee before the Lord. Denzel Washington, great actor, Amer American actor, said that you need to, this was a principle from his grandmother, told him, says, when you go to bed at night, put your slippers way under the bed so that you have to get on your knees in the morning to get them. Start every day on your knees. Start every day with a humble heart toward the Lord, with a worship to the Lord. Amen. You know, when you worship, the angels ride into you on that worship. <laughs> That's true. Amen. Oh, man. I tell you, my mom was a crackerjack, wasn't she? What a woman of God. Number five, don't hit your sister. Hmm. Well, in our home, that was almost a death penalty. You hit your sister, you're going to pay for it, <laughs> multiply it over. Don't hit your sister. I had two of them older than me. I was the, the runt or the, the caboose. And um, mom and dad loved me. Well, they love my sisters too. But, you know, we had this contest. Okay, don't hit your sister. Why? Because dad said, if you hit your sister, you'll hit your wife. If you'll treat your sister the way you treat your mother and your, you'll, tre you'll treat your wife rather the way you treat your mother and your sister. 
Why is that? Because those are the formative days when you're learning how to respect others, when you're learning how to respect as it's, it says, that we, we refer to them as the weaker sects. Now, why do we refer to them that way? Because they're weaker in their physical, not their emotional and not their spiritual and not their intellectual. My goodness, my, my dear wife, she knows more things than she'll ever tell you. And she's got tricks up her sleeve for just about everything she does. What a woman of God. So when we say weaker sex, we're talking about the protection of that mother who births children, who has a womb that births children, who brings the next generation in. And they tell me that you learn 90% of what you're going to do the rest of your life at your mother's knee. And at five years of age, you've got, you're locked in to most of the habits you'll have all your life. Now, that's scary because there's some situations people don't get that. I believe when you come to Christ, you can have a resurgent, a renewing, a healing, a restoration of things that have been wounded in your youth. I believe I've seen that happen over and over through the years I've ministered. I've watched people that have gone, come out of brokenness into wholeness because when you come to Christ you are made new in not just your eternal soul going to heaven but renewed in all kinds of settings things like your like your face one of the men that came to Christ in the early days of our church was kind of scary looking wasn't wasn't much older than me a couple of years I suppose but he looked like he was 20 years older than me after a few months in the anointing and coming to the Lord and forgiveness and all that. He actually looked younger and good looking. Amen. Well, that's the way it goes when you treat others well. So those formative days, don't hit your sister. Amen. My sisters eventually became my two of my best friends after, after I grew up. So <laughs> we won't talk about the times that I was... A real brat. Okay, uh, God's forgive me for that. <laughs> and so my sisters. Oh, I love the Lord. I love you, and I love this uh, ability to talk about the good things of the Lord on a Monday morning. So, number one, be kind and forgiving. Number two, share your toys. Number three, button up your coat. Number four, brush your teeth. And number five, don't hit your sister. Those are the five things my mother taught me. And I have turned out perfect. Ask my wife. Well, <laughs> let's not do that. Praise God. A little humor in the morning to wake us up. I love you all. I thank you for your subscriptions and your likes and your sharing. Thank you for all the things you do to encourage this broadcast and to pray for us. And some of you have certainly done that. And also you have given that helps us with our expenses along the way and puts gas in our tank. Amen. Well, tomorrow morning's Tuesday. We'll look forward to seeing you again. Until then, remember your P's and Q's. I love you all. Bye-bye.